Welcome to the podcast that is designed to fuel your success in selling technology solutions. I'm your host, Josh Lopresto, SVP of Sales Engineering at Tolaris, and this is Next Level Biz Tech. Everybody, welcome back to another episode. We are kicking off this track talking about Microsoft Teams, as if you haven't heard enough about Teams. Uh, you haven't because there's new stuff and we need to talk about what's important, why it matters, and uh, no better to do that than bring on somebody really smart. Mike Belargin, Tolaris Solution Architect. Mikey, welcome to the show. Thanks, Josh. Super happy to be here. So the, the, the title of this track, Mike, is Microsoft Teams. Is it direct routing now? Is it Operator Connect? You know, we're going to get into that. Now, how do we how do we pick that? So. So I think as we go through this, we're going to answer that for the partners uh, and, and kind of walk them through that. And as we kick this off, what I want to start with is I want to start with you personally. I want to hear your background. Uh, anybody that doesn't know you, I, I find that that's probably a really small list of people. But anybody that doesn't know you, help us understand where did you start? How did you get here? Have you always been on this path? Did you, did you get sucked into this world like some have? Fill us in. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. So I was an English major in college. I wanted to bring Shakespeare to the masses. That was that was my end goal. Um, but a funny thing happened on the way to that path, and it was called being a substitute teacher for uh, six months. And I got to say, if you if you're a parent out there with kids in school, those teachers work so hard. And in the six months I was a substitute teacher, I decided maybe I should get a minor in engineering and math <laughs> because I, I could handle the English. I, I love the, the, the English language and reading and poetry and all that goes with it. But um, the teaching part is actually the hard part. Uh, so um, interesting. My wife and I, we were married and uh, up here in New England, and we decided we wanted to uh, leave the cold for the sun. So we moved to Phoenix, and we lived in Phoenix for about 20 years where we decided, you know, that cold might be okay. So we left the 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 sun and moved back. And what happened was when we moved out there, like a lot of us, you know, right out of college, you just, you know, pick up, pick up the newspaper back then. Josh, I'm a bit of an old guy, yeah. uh, pre-Indeed. Um and there's this uh, opportunity. Do you like to talk to people? You know, do you have good customer service skills? This job is for you. I'm like, great. Sounds amazing. And they were paying like eight bucks an hour. I was like, this is awesome. Um, so what that job was, by the way, was a call center rep at a thousand person BPO. Nice. The second hardest job in the world besides teaching is being a call center rep. <laughs> and I learned that pretty quickly. So um, while I was there, I made good friends with the IT team because I saw what they did. I'm like, okay, they're, they're walking around the building. They're, they're at these high level meetings that, you know, I want, that's what I want to be. I want to be where the sausage is made. Um, so I, I started talking about, I'm like, what do you guys do? And what, what, what is this? They're like, oh yeah, we're with a telecom admin. Uh, we have an AT&T now via Definity G3R PBX and eight refrigerator size cabinets in the back. I'm like, wow, that is awesome. And um, there was an opening and like all good young people, I completely lied during the uh, interview <laughs> and I got the job. So I was responsible for programming a uh, AT&T PBX for a thousand people. Um, 
and I had no idea what I was doing. Figured it out, and here I am now. Love it. Cut out perfectly for engineering. Beautiful. Yeah. Awesome story. And what, yeah, I'm sorry. One thing, one thing that I will say, what my English degree did teach me is how to tell a good story. Um, what we're seeing, Josh, and we may get to this, is the evolution of sales. It used to be the person who knew the bits and the bytes and the speeds of the feeds best was the best salesperson. Now it's the one that can craft that yarn, right? That 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 journey from where you are to where you, where where the customer doesn't even know where they want to be. That's your job. You're that Sherpa that takes us on a, on a journey. Now you need to know a little bit about the bits and the beads to get them there. But the beauty of that is if you can craft that really great story, you're going to own much more of that customer's wallet. And that's really what the English, English degree did for me. Um, we have an awesome team, Josh. There are so many smarter guys and gals on our team with bits and bytes than I am. But I think I tell a pretty good story. Agree. Agree. Uh, you got me sucked in. Uh, <laughs> all right. I, I want you to tell me a story on customer trends. Uh, you know, we're you know we're past the the you know the big covid upswing and then you know people reconsidering do they need what they bought is it working you know teams is is certainly progressed in a user count however many millions it is now but walk me through maybe some current trends of of what the customers are struggling with what do you what are you seeing in that yeah great so um pandemic hits and they we have to send all these people home right so What's interesting is I think Zoom won the marketing war, became a verb. Teams has won the desktop war. You can monetize the desktop side more than you can monetize the marketing side. And that doesn't mean that Zoom doesn't continue to do well. They're one of our, our, our top suppliers. But what it really means is 75% of my conversations start like this, uh, Mike. You know, when we when the pandemic hit, right, we had an on-prem PBX that wasn't suited for working from home. I either had to buy more licenses or I had to buy a physical phone for them to take home to VPN in. And it's just super kludgy. So what ended up happening was most of the people just forwarded their on-prem extension to their personal cell device. But that's not great customer service. You can't transfer back. You don't have the screen pop. You don't have anything. So that was the rash decision they made three years ago. Now they need to make a rational decision. And what they've said is, you know, we send, we tend to, to live in teams. And if we live in teams, wouldn't it be nice to have that single pane of glass for teams, internal chat, document sharing, email sharing, um, files, and now voice. The problem is, um, Microsoft has made it sound like it's unicorns and rainbows. The issue is it's not. Now, it can be easy when you use the right supplier and the right technique. Don't get me wrong. We've had wonderful installs. But but until a client talks to one of our trusted advisors and they talk to somebody on our team, the client I hear things like this. Well, I have Teams, so phone is free. Or they say, yeah, I want to use the Teams PBX. Or they, or they say, hey, you know, I can talk to my internal people, so I must be able to talk to external people too. So, you know, for my friends out there, when we, when we come into these discussions, we're going to use the 3E technique. We're going to educate them on, on what's real and what's mythical. We're going to enable them through licensing 
that we can provide to get them to where they want to be. And then we're going to empower them with the right supplier to get it done the right way. That's that's what I'm seeing. People are all in on teams. Now, I'm going to tell you a little secret. Half the people I talk to end up not going through Teams Voice because of a feature or finance. And they end up with one of our great standard UCAS users. So don't think that if we talk Teams, they go in Teams. We talk agnostic modernization transformation of their voice platform that they have today. And if it means go to Teams, awesome. If it means go to a UCAS provider, awesome. At the end of the day, we're going to do what's right by them, not what we're hearing from the market. Love it. I want to talk, uh, I want to break down the trends a little bit here. I'm going to get into the specifics of Teams. Uh, so when we started doing all the recon a couple of years ago and direct routing became a thing, we looked at what it meant to be qualified. You know, we, we everybody said, ah, I have direct routing. And we realized half of them didn't. And then when we found that, okay, you had to have these certified list of SBCs, you had to be on the Microsoft approved list. And, you know, those who had adjacent um, SBCs of, of Microsoft's pick. And if they were in Azure, right, it told, it told a much better, more cohesive story. So now, you know, direct routing iterates and just like all Microsoft things, they iterate and we get to where we are with Operator Connect. So can you walk us through where you see the product sets now, what we knew about direct routing, what does Operator Connect do differently? Okay, let's take a little bit of a step back. So when a partner comes to us or a client, we're in that education phase that we just talked about. And there's four ways to voice enable teams. So the first education we tell a client is one, Teams is not a phone system. It is an endpoint, a, a soft phone. That's all it is. And just like a soft phone on a on-prem PBX or a soft phone with a UCAS provider, it requires two things. It requires a license. And in the Teams world, that is that $8 US, it's $10.20 Canadian, um, uh, PBX enablement or PSTN calling license. It's included with an E5 license, but if your client has an E1 or business premium or E3, that's $8. Some people call that the Microsoft tax. Um, I play a bit of poker. I call that the ante. I got to ante up the $8 before I see any of my cards, before I do anything. The second license you need is you need access to a carrier who has access to PSTN. Right. So the four ways is all about that access. The first way is go direct to Microsoft. Friends do not let friends have customers buy direct from Microsoft. <laughs> Lots of reasons for that. The biggest one is they are not a telef telephony carrier. Um, so customers have to do all the porting themselves. They're not great with troubleshooting. There is no redundancy. There's no fax support. There's no analog support. The easy part is going to Microsoft.com, clicking the button that says, yes, I'll buy it for 12 bucks. Right. The hard part is everything that comes after that. But it's good to educate the client that that's an option. The second option is what we call, what I call native direct routing. And what I mean by that is we have a great cadre of Microsoft Gold partners in our portfolio. 
So they do direct routing and they're right in Azure. Direct routing, that's a fancy term for the voice is going to go from your team's client to Azure to whoever's SBC is there. And then that SBC of the carrier connects to PSTN. So it's a it's it's a bit of a ubiquitous term. Everybody uses it the same way and, and it kind of works the same, but don't be afraid of it, right? Don't say, yeah, you, sh you should never hear a provider say, yeah, we do direct routing better than anyone else. Okay, that's good marketing, but it's all about the same. No offense. Why do I call it native? Because these crew has their SBC session border controller either virtualized or on a physical device right in Azure. There's no third party helping them out. These tend to be Microsoft Gold Partners. So a typical customer who would lean in this direction would be this. Listen, we have 200 users. There's literally three people on our IT team. We're pretty good with Microsoft, but we are being pulled in 50 different directions. We really need a partner in moving us to this team's environment. We need someone who's, who knows Microsoft really well and to help us with this. Those type provider, the, those questions and that customer really should go with the native direct routing. Again, Microsoft Gold Partner. The other nice thing is they've added extra features. When you go right to Microsoft, you get eight features. Make a call, take a call, hang up on a call, transfer, conference, voicemail, auto attendant, basic hunt groups. About it. Um, when you go to a native partner, because they know Microsoft so well, they're able to add in SMS or eFax into their UI. Okay. The third type is the UCAS provider, right? So this is the very traditional UCAS provider that you've been selling for years um, who say, hey, listen, we do direct routing. Um, now, the value of a UCAS provider. So if you go to the to the native direct router, uh, you it, it has been mandated by IT. Thou shall use Teams yeah. for voice, right? Everybody's on, right? You're either on a train or on the tracks. With a UCAS provider, it's a bit more choose your own adventure. This is the type of customer uh, that you'll hear. Listen, we have 400 people across the U.S., really across the globe. And I'll be honest with you, you know, we were pretty much a Zoom shop and we just moved to Teams. Um, we still use Zoom a little bit or we use GoTo a little bit or Vonage or, or Uber Conference, a.k.a. Dialpad meetings a little bit. Um, but really, we're, we're going down that path, but we haven't had buy-in from everyone. Is there a way that if you want to go on Teams, you can go on Teams, but if you're not ready for that, you have a really rich PB UI to use. And when you're ready to teams for teams, we can just kind of roll you into it. Yeah. That is exactly what our traditional UCAS providers are wonderful at, right? Choose your own adventure, right? Hey, 20%, let's put you into teams. The other 80%, we'll put you on to our native UI that we spent millions, tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions of dollars perfecting. And then, but then the, the directories are connected. So it's still a seamless transfer between the two. And when people are ready to move, great. Or maybe people get jealous, like, hey, I like that UI a lot better. Is there a way I can get out of Teams and get that UI? Sure. Here you go. Um, the fourth way is what's called Operator Connect. Apologies for taking the long road oh, to get this there. Is good. This is good. This is, this <laughs> is now. Now, I think that's important, though. I think it's important to underscore how we got here. Otherwise, you're not going to understand where we're going because today it's Operator Connect. 
next time we get on this podcast, it might be something different. So break us down Operator Connect. Yeah. What, what does that do now? Yeah, so Operator Connect. So uh, two important things to understand. Uh, uh, Microsoft actually listened to its customer community. Uh, what, what they heard was, listen, Microsoft, Teams is our, that's our path. Oh, uh, something. Uh, I ask, I have a favor to ask my friends out there. Try not to call it Teams, PBX, Teams phone. Let's use the phrase voice enabling teams. That's what we're doing, voice enabling teams. So when a customer says, I want that free Teams PBX, you can say, well, we're happy to help you with voice enabling teams, but it is not free. And let's talk about that. Okay, PSA over, moving forward, Operator Connect. People went to Microsoft and said, we want to go Teams, but honestly, you're a terrible carrier. You're hard to work with. I got to work with PowerShell, which is that like uh, basic looking programming, Fortran looking programming uh, interface that you have. Help me out. Get some big carriers out there, certified on your product, make it easy for us, and we'll go all in. And Microsoft said, done. So they created this, this um, platform called Operator Connect. Now, Operator is not Lily Tomlin, one ringy-dingy, two ringy-dingy. Operator to Microsoft means carrier. So think of it as Carrier Connect. They use the word operator. So now I can go into the Azure Marketplace, type in operator, and all these certified providers, some of the largest providers on the planet are certified. We have Rogers in Canada. We have AT&T, Verizon in the U.S. We have Fusion Connect. We have Call Tower. We have Command Link. We have IntelliPeer. These are people you've worked with for years with their UCAS and broadband services. Now they're certified on Operator Connect. So how is Operator Connect different than direct routing? Great question. Glad you asked. A couple <laughs> important things. With the direct routing partner, they have their own admin UI that is outside of Teams. Easy to use, connected to Teams on the back end, but separate. No big deal. Operator Connect, they got smart. They said, why don't we just put it in the Microsoft admin portal? So now you'll see a tab that says operator and you can add numbers, delete users, delete users, add users, delete numbers, add users, whatever, all in one portal. Operator Connect is also a SIP trunk mo uh, model, which is different than the direct uh, routing model, which is the very classic, oh, you have 100 users, you have to buy 100 licenses. Yeah. Now, Operator Connect is you have 100 users, you have to buy 100 SIP trunks. But we've all been in telephony for a long time. We understand that SIP trunks have been a lot around. So the price of that has come way down. So when we introduce Operator Connect, that tends to be the low-cost leader in uh, in the deal. So who's buying Operator Connect? Mike, we have a we have a 1,000 users uh, in the U.S., we have an IT team of 25 uh, CCNA, CCIE, CC3PO uh, certified uh, technicians. We're all over Microsoft. <laughs> oh, come on, you're a nerd. You probably have that certification. I know you. Um, we're all in with Microsoft. We can handle it. We just need an easy-to-use portal we can self-service. Boom. That is Operator Connect. The biggest thing about Operator Connect is self-service, easy to use the uh, drawback. I don't want to use the word drawback, but one of the things that is missing is you're not going to get a lot of the advanced features, right. SMS, e-fax. You have to kind of add those on. Now, 
Um, also, analog is hard to do with Operator Connect. However, because we have such wonderful suppliers that use Broadsoft or Cisco as well, they can actually license Broadsoft or Cisco licenses for the overhead paging, for the fax machines, for any of the analog. And again, kind of like the UCAS provider that has a single directory, they can do that. So what's great about going to Operator Connect is you're going to get a great price. And if you need some of those kind of old school analog features, they can handle that as well. Love it. Oh, man, that is a, that is the best history lesson you are ever going to get on a breakdown of, uh, you know, not just the different flavors now, but it's that's that's a couple years compressed uh, into just a few minutes. And I think that's important because you don't know where your customer is. But I think if you understand that, go back, listen to this again, listen to it three times. I think that's a really, really important segment because it's going to help you figure out how to get pulled into that conversation. Great stuff. Uh, I, I want to talk now, uh, I want to get into a real example. Maybe, you know, the, yeah. the, the thing we always talk about in this section is, you and I have seen this plenty, the deals don't always end the way that they start. And that's a good thing, because we tend to just find more. Uh, it, it, it's not that we're holding out the menu, uh, you know, like at uh, one of the restaurants that's got everything on it, right? Uh, Cheesecake Factory is what I'm thinking of. But uh, that's really just part of how our discovery goes. We want to make sure it works. We want to make sure it integrates all of those things. And so naturally walks us into other things. So I would love for you to walk us through an example. We can keep customer name private, but maybe walk us through an example, something you, you walked into, what were you told the situation was? And after you did some of the discovery call with the customer, what did you find out and you got into the weeds? What did they have? And then what did they need? And really, what did you put in place? Yeah, I, I have three case studies. So I'll run through them pretty quickly, but they're completely different. So um, whenever you work with the Tolaris team, especially myself, we don't bring you three flavors. Like I would never bring a customer three Operator Connects. Boring, right? If you see one, you've seen them all, and then it's just a price war, right? When you work with us, we're going to bring you one native, one UCAS, and one Operator Connect. That way they get the full flavor, or what we call here the Neapolitan of the uh, UCAS world. Uh, first one, big healthcare company. They had 80 clinics uh, across the state. They tried to go to Microsoft Direct themselves. They're like, hey, listen, we're Microsoft people. We got this covered, no big deal. It failed miserably. They couldn't get to work. It was one-way audio. Um, so the, they reached out to their trusted advisor that had sold them you know, just broadband service in the past. Like, listen, we're stuck. We're, we have 80 clinics and we, we have like 100 people that we just moved to Microsoft Teams voice uh, and it's not working. What do we do? So we went in, we actually had, uh, we were uh, engaged with, at CIO level and we said, listen, you get two choices. We can keep going down this Microsoft approach, but bring in an appropriate supplier or we could take a step back and bring in a traditional UCAS supplier with all the features that you had on your 30-year-old Avaya system and not start from scratch, but really kind of put your users at ease versus going into this Teams environment with the limited feature set, the no paging that they're used to, the no parking they're used to. So in this case, the customer was wanted to go Teams. They tried doing it themselves, swing and a miss. They brought us in. And we actually sold them a traditional, one of our uh, preferred UCAS providers because it had the features they were used to, had the look and feel that they were used to. And, you know, the install went pretty smooth across 80 sites. So, again, friends don't let friends buy direct from Microsoft. Perfect example for that. Uh, 
Second example, large retail chain, um, which you think you like retail. How is that a team's opportunity? Ah, good question. Um, so they have maybe 200 users at corporate and maybe 50 retail stores with, I don't know, 10, 15 phones, overhead paging. So we went in with one of our Opera Connect partners uh, and they just nailed it. They were able to bring broadband services to each store. They were able to give really low prices. Again, as I mentioned before, they had a way to get into the overhead paging. And the team at um, at headquarters love the self-service interface. And now they're virtually bringing on more stores on their own without even talking to the supplier. So think about this. You sold it with 10 stores and now six months later, they're up to 30 stores. You had no idea because they didn't go through a supplier. They just did the self-service. Yeah. Um, uh, just one footnote. Um, be very careful. Do not, my two cents, do not tell a customer, you know, Operator Connect's the way to go. You can go right into Microsoft Marketplace, click on an Operator Connect partner, and boom, start your free trial, and you're all good. Because, because Josh, what's the customer going to do? They're going to do it and not tell you. They're going to do it and not tell you. And how much money will I make if they do it, not tell me, and I don't register that deal? Negative uh, $400. Negative $400 <laughs> with tax. Please, if you have a client, you think they're going to go to Teams, don't mention Operator Connect, right? You can say, hey, there's a new model to do it, whatever. Or if you do mention Operator Connect and you think that's the way you're going to go, get with me, get with your regional SE, get with anybody at Tolaris.com. And we can say, listen, it's going to be a great fit for this supplier. Go register it right now and then send your customer some info on that supplier to cover ourselves. Uh, second PSA completed. The third customer, very interesting. Uh, Josh, you remember what the Microsoft tax was? What is that? Uh, the a lot. Eight, eight bucks? Eight dollars, right? Remember. Yeah. Eight dollars. So is there a way to avoid paying the Microsoft tax? I live in the state of New Hampshire. No sales tax, tax no state income tax. Um, we're full, by the way. No one else move in here. Um, how do I avoid paying the Microsoft tax? We have four or five suppliers that figured it out. What they do is um, they have an app in the marketplace, right? It's uh, UCAS for Teams, right? With their logo. It gets downloaded right into the Teams app. So basically what they've done is they've taken their soft phone and their platform, put it into Teams. Now, the $8 gets you access to the the, the Teams handset, right? I want everybody to open up their Teams app right now. Do you see that handset right there? That costs you $8 to touch. If the customer's like, listen, we're a nonprofit. That's just going to kill our budget. But we really want Teams. We'll use one of these providers. So when a call comes in, that provider's soft phone pops up within Teams. When they want to make a phone call, they click on not the $8 icon, but their own app, and their soft phone pops up. So it's a little, it is quote unquote in teams, but it feels very much like a UCAS UI. So the advantage to that is you get great redundancy, you get great reports, um, and you get it in teams. Okay, Mike, well, what's the drawback? Uh, always a catch, right? Uh, this guy, okay? Uh, this guy is the catch. Um, if you buy the $8 license, then you can get voice in your Teams mobile app. Awesome. 
if you skip the eight dollars um the you cannot use your team's mobile app for voice you'd have to use that ucas suppliers um, mobile app okay so that that's the big i don't know if the biggest catch but it's a catch right um so if you have customers who like oh my 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 whole sales team is mobile you probably want to pay the the eight dollar fee to get that into that app if they're like yeah we don't really care about that then let's talk about it and we had a customer they were a non-profit legal organization um longtime customer of one of our our best elite partners out of the midwest and they're like we're all in on team's voice like great Okay, so you have the nonprofit license. You need to pay. I think I think it's five bucks for nonprofits. You gotta pay this. They're like, whoa, 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 that's gonna blow out our budget. I'm like, well, it's it is what it is. I said you could go this route. Well, show me a demo. So we brought in uh, uh, one of our trusted suppliers. They did the demo, and they're like, if you can get your per seat price down to this, we'll buy it tomorrow. Guess what? They bought it in two days. So they went teams. They didn't pay the eight dollars. They went around that, and the they and the experience is different. But they said for the price, it was the way to go. Love it. Good stuff. Great examples. Uh, I love that you got a couple different situations there. Good stuff. Um, final couple questions here as we wrap this up. Um, yeah. You know, you you've given a lot of tips and I think a lot of insight into what the different options of the Microsoft environment are. So maybe I'm. A partner listening to this, or maybe I'm maybe I'm thinking about becoming a partner, and this excites me because I've got customers that do these things. Uh, but maybe I'm in an adjacent technology area. Maybe I'm selling infrastructure. Maybe I'm selling security, and I haven't pushed into this yet. What's your advice uh, like this? Obviously, we know that we've got terrific resources such as yourself to help them. They're not in battle alone. We've got a lot of friends right. on the team to be able to help them. But if they're just trying to get in and trying to crack into this meeting, what's your what's your coach? How do they get that meeting with with some knowing some of what you've shared with us here? Yeah, you have to ask questions, right? It's not intuitive. So at Telaris, um, our focus is on horizontal selling, right? So don't don't just stay in your lane of connectivity or cloud or whatever. Ask the next question to get more horizontal with that client, because what you'll find is these adjacencies are just natural. Uh, hey, 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 Josh, it, it, it's Mike over at Mike's company. We've been doing business for 20 years. Hey, listen, I need to, to up my uh, internet speed at one main street. I need fiber at two Washington street, blah, 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 blah. Great. I'll get those quotes right over to you, right? Stop. Yes, you can get the quote. Awesome. So what's going on? What, why do you need the bump in, in the connectivity and to Washington street? Is that a new location? What's going on? Oh yeah. You know, we, um, you know, we just hired 50 more people and, you know, we have our on-prem Cisco, you know about that, right? Um, and we're going to go to cloud. So we want infrastructure to handle that. Oh, did you know that I'm an expert on, on UCAS solutions? Oh, well, we didn't think of it that way. Well, d but do you have any experience with teams? We want to go, we want the free teams PBX. Yes, of course. All the suppliers we work with offer some type of way to voice enable teams. Be careful with the word free because um, that doesn't really exist at all. So I'm happy to bring in my voice engineer to talk about the different ways to connect to connect teams to voice without going to Microsoft, which it will be a way that you will hate, right? Ask questions. Yeah. They put in a new order, ask them why. Love it. Ask them if they're all in on teams. 
like I said, Zoom won the marketing war, Teams won the desktop war. You, how do I know that? Uh, Teams is now in Windows version 11 chat bar. It is in the OS. Teams went from 70 million users active monthly in 2019 to 270 million active users in 2021. Boom. Only 6 to 7% of that user community has voice-enabled Teams. Now, I was an English major in college, so not super smart on math. Josh, super smart on math. Josh, 6% of 270 million, is that a, a good-sized number? I, I always it's forget a, with the decimal good, point. It's a high quota, but it's a good commission. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Love it. Good stuff. All right. Uh, final thoughts here. Uh, I want to look to the future a little bit. And, and, and I know it's hard right now because this is everything just changes so quick. But if we look into Mike's crystal ball, let's call it 12 months plus, uh, you know, or, or within this 12 month span, anything different that you want to see our partners doing? Anything different you want us to be prepared for? Anything coming down the, you know, uh, the gauntlet from Microsoft that we need to be aware of? Or do we just we stay the course with everything that you mentioned so far? All of the above. Right, right. We keep pushing the uh, voice enabling team, but more importantly, we keep pushing voice transformation. If they end up in Teams, awesome. If they end up on a UCAS provider, awesome. But we have that conversation. Once we're into the conversation, we can kind of guide their journey to whatever makes most sense. A couple of the future conversations that I'm having is around contact center. Right. Hey, listen, I have Cisco uh, on-prem PBX with their contact center. We want to do everything in teams. And this is where my English degree comes in because I get to talk about prepositions. Right. Because I say, well, there's two key prepositions. Do you want to be within teams, like in the teams UI, or do you just want to integrate with teams? It might be it's a separate UI, but to put to transfer is su super easy. And it, it comes down to I want the best product for my people and my clients. Great. Let's let's start with that framework. Now, we have both. We have within teams and with teams. So we are educated enough to have that conversation, but it's a it's a it's an important one to have. Um, the next thing is Microsoft marketing machines uh, just uh, pre-announced their digital contact center. And, you know, J-Lo, who's on our team, and Megan, they're wonderful. And, you know, they're doing research on that. I'm, I'm poking my toe in it. The biggest thing I found out is it's a, it'll actually be part of Microsoft Dynamics, not Microsoft Teams. Mm -hmm. What? So that tells me that unless a customer is all in on the Microsoft Dynamics CRM, it's not going to really work well for them. Well, I can tell you, I talk to dozens of customers a week. Uh, only a small percentage of those actually use dynamic CRM versus HubSpot, Zoho, Zendesk, customer with a K, uh, and something called Salesforce. That, that one may take off. We're still waiting to see if people have adopted that. The, the bulk of those users are that. Now, there are some huge Microsoft shops that are all in on dynamics. Don't get me wrong. But the fact that it's not going to be in Teams, it's actually going to be in Dynamics, I think is a huge boon to our supplier community so they don't have to fight that conversation. Yeah. Great stuff. That's it. That wraps us up, Mikey. Appreciate you coming on, man. Dropping. Uh, there, there is. You, you got to come back and listen to this podcast 10 times. Uh, there's some great stuff in here. Thanks so much for coming on and doing this, man. Hey, we're here to move your customers to Cloud Voice. <laughs> <laughs>
For for those of you on video that have no or on audio that have no idea what that means, there's a picture of cows in the background on Mikey's wall. So go if you haven't caught it on YouTube yet, go back and check it out. All right, Mikey B, that wraps us up. I'm your host, Josh Espresso, SVP of Sales Engineering. This is Next Level Biz Tech, Michael Largent, Tolaris Architect. Till next time. Next Level Biz Tech has been a production of Tolaris Studio 19. Please visit Tolaris.com for more information.